What's good? Welcome to Real Shakers Podcast, where we build people one life at a time and bring you from believing to being. Straight like that. What is it that I desire? What is it in my life that I desire to be? What is it in my life that I desire to have? Because, you know, he said he'll give you your desires. And so what is your desire? That's a pretty good question, huh? You to somebody that's just that kind of question, they're ready to give you your desire. Uh, but I want to let you know tonight that you already got it. Whatever it is that you desire, you already have it. And so now what I want you to do, I, I, want, you to, I want you to take your hands, hold your hands out. And I want you to cover your eyes. Cover both eyes. And I want you to anoint your eyes to where you can see like Jesus. Anoint your eyes that they, uh, I extend my anointing and attach it to your anointing, that you anoint your eyes that you may see as Jesus. Okay, you can take them down. Because in order for you to live in this life, you're going to have to be able to see through the right eyes. And anything that Jesus, Jesus always knew where to look. Even though some people might not have known where to look, he always knew where to look. And so we have to know uh, that we have to look just like Jesus. We got to know what we're looking to, and we got to know where we're looking from. Because, you know, in Hebrews 12, it says looking under Jesus, right? And so we know what direction that we're looking in. But also in knowing what direction we're looking in, we got to know where we're looking from. Because where you're looking from has a lot to do with what you see. So just because you're looking at something, if you're not looking at it through the right eyes, you're not going to see it for what it truly is. Um, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So tonight, I want you to shut the door on everything in your life that's not Christ. Because I want you to look, so now let's turn to Titus real quick. Let's turn to Titus. I want you to shut the door on everything in your life that's not Christ. Because I have to know uh, what it is. Turn, give me Titus 2, uh, verse 11. Give me verse 10. Give me verse 11. Uh, for the grace of our God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. Who's teaching us? Huh? Huh? Answer up. Don't be scared. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So that means you got to see it, right? So who's teaching us? The grace. Of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. 
teaching us. Who's teaching us? The grace of God. Amen. So the grace of God teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So I uh, want you to shut the door on everything in your life that ain't Christ. Because it says here, grace teaches us that in order for us to actually uh, see right, to, to, to see right and to be right, we're going to have to deny the ungodliness and worldly lust. We're going to have to live soberly. You have to shut the door on anything that's not sober, righteous, or godly in your life. So if it's not like him, then that means it ain't like me. So if I am going to be all that I am, then I'm going to have to shut the door like him. So if there's things in my life that's not like him, then I have to shut the door on those things. Because now, if I uh, keep allowing uh, these avenues or these entryways for, 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 for the enemy or for sickness and disease to keep entering my life, then I'm never going to be all that God created me to be. Because I keep, I'm keeping doors open. And so now the enemy, uh, he ain't even got to creep in. He can just go ahead and walk in. Because you done left the door wide open. You know, if you leave your door unlocked, but it's shut, then, you know, somebody at least got to come and try to pick it or try to mess with it or something. But if you leave the door wide open, that's like an open invitation. That's an open invitation for me to uh, go ahead and dance in your life. And so now if I am to be, because uh, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And so now for me to be in Christ, I got to shut the door on everything that's not Christ or that's not like Christ or that's not Christ-like. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Let no man despise your Christ-likeness. But don't you uh, be a victim or don't you be... Uh, ignorant or stupid to believe that you could do whatever it is that you want to do and you still go be Christ. Because it just don't work like that. Because if it did work like that, then Christ uh, would have worked like that. But Christ ain't worked like that. And so now it's, it's, it's a deception in church uh, to believe that we could do whatever we want to do and grace go cover it. It's just a deception. And so now... Um, Remember, we talked about them, uh, them two kind of donuts, right? Uh, the, the donut, they got a hole in it, and they got the, the, the donut that's, that's whole or that's covered up that's supposed to have something on the inside of it. But uh, if, that's, if it's made to be that way, but it, it doesn't uh, possess anything on the inside of it, then it's not fulfilling its purpose. And so a uh, Christian who does not have the fullness of Christ in them is not fulfilling their real purpose. It's just like you being made to be a donut filled with jelly and you having no filling. And so now, because now it says that we got to grow up into the fullness because we're the body of Christ. And so that body got to be full. And so in order for that body to be full, that body got to be full of him. And so now I have to walk after Christ. Uh, the same, so the same way he walked, I have to walk the same way. So now uh, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ. So now where is Christ? He's in me. So now, 
Ah, come on. Let's, 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 uh, let's go to Galatians 2. Let's go to Galatians 2. Because now if he's in me, then I'm going to have uh, to operate from that aspect or from that viewpoint or from that perspective or from that knowledge. And so uh, go to Galatians 2, verse 20. Because the only way for you uh, to be whole, uh, like having real rest is what makes you whole. Uh, and real rest only comes in Christ. It don't come no other way. I wish it did, but it don't. Actually, I don't wish it did because there's only one way. I am the way. There's only one way for you to live this life. There's only one way for you to be. And so now don't let anybody else, uh, so don't keep allowing doors to uh, stay open and let other things creep into who you are. Because if you don't know that you and I are one, then you're going to let somebody else tell you who you are. And so you're going to so you go fall victim or subject to whatever they say. Like if I don't understand that in him, because I got to know that I have to have the love of God uh, because the love of God is the gift of Christ. Because it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the, the greatest gift that God gave you was Christ. And so now Christ is in you. So now, come on, uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Give it to me in the Passion Translation. Give it to me. Uh, no, give me, go, go to first, go, give me 2 Corinthians first. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. I want to go here first. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, give me verse 5. Now, this, this, uh, this passage, now your souls will be strengthened and healed if you hold fast, if you hold steadfast to your faith. Haven't you already experienced Jesus Christ himself living in you? If not, you are deficient. And so uh, give it to me in the English uh, standard version. Because I have to know uh, I cannot be deceived. Otherwise, my mind is going to be weak. My soul is going to be weak. Uh, I am going to be weak because I'm not going to be walking in the fullness of Christ. If I don't know uh, who he is, where he at, and who I am. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus the Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. Because uh, you... You only, you are, you are what you eat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are what you eat, right? Yes, we, we've been told that since, you know, growing up knee high since tree high, right? Yes, you are what you eat. And so you have to stop feeding sickness and disease. Yes, 
You got to stop feeding because, you know, we on the, we on the Daniel fast, right? I said we on the Daniel fast, right? All right, that's a little better that time. And so with, with doing this, I have to realize that what I'm putting in makes a whole lot of sense for what I'm getting out. And so what is on the inside is going to dictate or produce what's on the outside. And so your health uh, is going to be based on what you put in it. So now instead of feeding yourself, you know, doubt and fear and, uh, you know, turmoil and distress and anxiety, feed yourself Jesus. Eat Jesus. Eat the word. Because now... uh, you ever uh, remember that commercial? I got a commercial with uh, Stephen A. Smith with beef jerky. And he was sitting down in a belly. And, you know, the person, they was eating like some bad beef jerky. And, you know, it was like, this is not what I want. This is not what's going to give me what I need. And so I see Jesus sitting down on the inside of your belly and telling you that what you feed me ain't going to get it done. Because now, ah, what you put in connects with what's on the inside. I got to feed what's in me. Like, I, uh, because in order, unless I just want to be just kind of like a good person, like a regular, just kind of normal, uh, just kind of species, then, you know, it don't take all that. And so now we got people in church that have a form of Christ's nature, but don't really walk in their Christ's nature. Because having a revelation of who Christ is gives me a revelation, because that's why grace is stronger than people uh, allow it to be, because it's not a license to sin, but it's an empowerment for me to be above sin. Like, it's, it's an empowerment for me to be above whatever it is that uh, says that I can't. And so now turn to Hebrews 12 real quick. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Because Christ is the most important thing in any one of our lives. We cannot uh, look at anything or um, put more importance on anything else in our life more than him. And so therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, uh, give it to me in the King James. Give it to me in the King James. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Which sin does so easily beset us? No, no, no. The easiest sin that besets us is looking in the wrong direction. That's why, that's why, because it's easy to get distracted. You know, right now, on this Daniel fast, uh, let's not even go to the Daniel fast, let's go to regular life. When you want to focus on doing something, you know, all it takes is one notification on your phone. Yep. And then you going somewhere totally different than where you had supposedly fixed your mind to be. But no, I'm about to sit here, I'm about to set everything down, I'm about to sit here, I'm about to study. Then, what the, Twitter? Then you're on Twitter for the next two hours, just scrolling. And then it takes you somewhere, then it takes you somewhere else. Because it's easily for you to get distracted. And so now, in order for me, I cannot be distracted by everything or everyone else. I got to be so focused on Jesus. I got to be fo- so, so focused on Christ to where it don't matter what else is going on. Yeah. But he's saying it's easily for you to get distracted. Yeah. So it's going to take 
some commitment, some dedication, and some oomph from you not to be distracted. Go back, go back, go back to verse, verse 1. And so, and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Because now, when I am looking in the right direction, looking at the right thing, looking from the right perspective, I ain't got to rush. So now I can run with patience. Because I don't have to feel like I got to do this to be above somebody else or to do this to where I don't get left behind. Because when I know who I am, when I know who he is, I can run with patience because in my patience, I possess my soul. I don't let nobody else get me running up. Because now, if anybody makes you do something in a hurry, you got you to gotta, you gotta park because there's some deception that's going on right now. That's why, you know, if you're ever trying to, uh, you know, buy something, they're always trying to, you here, you want to like this, like this. Like, let me see if I like it or not. Let me try it on. Let me look in the mirror. Stop trying. I know you're trying to get your commission, but calm, calm down. Because anytime somebody tries to get you to rush and do something, so now I don't have to be in a hurry when I'm looking at the right direction. And so now uh, when I'm looking at, in the right direction, at the right thing, from the right perspective. And so now when I'm doing those three things, I don't have to be in a hurry, and so I can run with patience. And so now, keep going. Looking under Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So he wrote it, and he sealed it. And so now, how could Jesus, uh, and so now he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so now, let's go back, let's go back to 2 Corinthians. What, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, there you go. All right. Uh, give it to me in uh, the Passion Translation. Give it back to me in the other translation. Because if not, you're deficient. Because if you're not, if you don't know that Christ is in you, you're going to always be living life from a deficit. And so now we can see sometimes why uh, our faith doesn't work yes, sir. Yes, sir. because we're not uh, we're not believing from the right place. We're believing for Jesus on the cross. We're believing for Jesus risen from the grave. We're believing for Jesus resurrected. But now I got to know that uh, the, the death, burial, resurrection and ascension yes, is on the inside of me. So now when I, when, when, I, when I prophesy, when I proclaim, when I speak to something, I'm not speaking to something hoping that somebody comes down and does that thing. But I'm speaking from the very life source that's on the inside of me. And so now, because I, I, I can't, because now I got to examine my faith. Because if you're struggling, that means that you're looking at the wrong target. Because ain't, Jesus ain't, let, let me, let me find, find me a time where Jesus uh, had faith for something, and he didn't see what he had faith for. Or uh, name a time where he spoke something, and he didn't see what he spoke. And so now, if I got that kind of power on the inside of me, then why don't I see the same results as him? Because he, Jesus, being full of grace, being full of truth, uh, being uh, full of wisdom, 
had no other doors open in his life but who the father said that he was. And so now, it like, and so now if you got other doors open, it's going to be hard for you to speak from a place because now uh, that place ain't full because you letting so, other, so much other stuff in. And so now if, uh, so that means if you let stuff in, if the door open, that means you letting stuff out. And so now you can be stole from when you, leave, when you leave your door open. Just like, all right, when you go home tonight, are you going to leave your front door wide open or your side door or your garage door? You will close it, ain't you? Because you don't want nobody slipping in on you, right? Some of y'all go set the alarm, too. But it's because we, and so in our natural lives, we don't want nobody stealing from us. But why in our spiritual lives, we don't see where the deception is? And so now I got to see, because maybe I got, I, got, I got these jeans on that got a bunch of holes in my pockets. But if I don't know that the hole's there, I think that what's in there is still in there, but it didn't slip out. Because now, now if I don't, because that, that's, you know, that's why me, I know when I got money in my pocket, I just like keep my hand, and I like I like touching and feeling that money. I like make, I like make I like making sure it's still there. Not that I believe that it's going nowhere, but I just want I just like I just like feeling it right there. They be like, why you got your hand in your pocket? Oh, no reason. Just like I like feeling that money. But now, uh, I have to know. And so now, the same way like that is like you got to be the same way on the inside. You got to be always not checking to see if it's still there, but checking to make sure that you're still operating from there. Because I can't operate, because not, like, if I operate from the sense of speaking something uh, from a place that I'm deficient in, then the words not go reach where the target is. Because, all right, just not, all right, if you ain't got enough gas in your car, it don't matter where you want to go, you're not going to get there if you run out of gas. You low on gas, like, all right, you, let's just say you got a tank right now, and let's say you got 35 miles still empty. And you say, I won't go to Houston. <laughs> Good luck. Because you're not going to make it. Even though your heart's desire might be, man, I really want to go to Houston. I don't care what your heart desire is if you operate from a place of depletion or deficiency. And so now it's not that Christ is deficient. It's just that you're deficient in Christ. Because he ain't. I can't never think about Christ being uh, less than. And so now, if, and so, because we got to examine ourselves. Because yes, I, you know, you know me, I don't like being, you know, you know, one of these Christians that just run around, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the Savior, Jesus Almighty, oh my gosh. And then around here, can't do nothing. Soon, soon, soon as they're running nose, come, oh, gee, I need medicine. <laughs> no. An unexpected bill come up, oh, Lord, what are they going to do now? And so now I have to know who I am and what's in me. And so now let's turn to Galatians 2. Um, let's turn to Galatians 2. Uh, verse 20. My, one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. Woo. My old identity has been crucified, has been co-crucified. Co, co, co-crucified. 
That means that when he was crucified, I was crucified with him. It was more than just Jesus on that cross. I was on that cross with him. So that means if I was on that cross with him, that means that I got up with him. That means that I defeated everything in life with him. So now there's nothing that can defeat me because he didn't already defeated it. Or should I say, we didn't already defeated it because he is in me. And so now if I have uh, working in me uh, an undefeated, uh, never saw no results, uh, never found a situation where he didn't let God express himself through, then if I got all of that working in me, why do I feel like life is just so hard? Why? Or why do I feel like I'm just going through the motions? Or it don't ever seem like I'm getting nowhere? If you, like, you cannot let, uh, so you cannot be looking at this world. You cannot be looking at what this world puts on display in front of you. You got to stay looking unto Jesus. And so now when I'm looking unto Jesus, I'm not looking over here or over there. The kingdom of God Ain't over there. It ain't over there. But it's in you. And so now, and so now, what that scripture really uh, meant too, and so that's why I like Jesus, because Jesus was a thug. And so not only was the scripture uh, in him, but he was saying, the scripture is in your midst. And so now, when you walk around, the kingdom of God is not only in you, but it's in the midst of wherever you at. So name me something that could tear down the kingdom. Not your kingdom, the kingdom of God. Because if you build a kingdom outside of his kingdom, then your kingdom can be torn down. And it'll, it'll, it'll go up in a blazing fire. Because thou should have no other God before me. And so a lot of times we get fixated on things, and it is God's uh, desire that we want precious things, but we cannot want precious things more than we want precious him. And so now, Looking, and so keep reading. Let's keep reading. I was crucified with him. My old identity, who, who is he? Say, who is he? Who is she? I don't, I don't even know them. I've been crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. My old identity, they don't live no more. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. So now Christ lives through me. And in order for him to live through me, he got to live in me. And so now I got to make sure that I am his house. I got to be the place where Christ lives. Because now when I'm the place where Christ lives, I can live like Christ. But now if I'm not where he is, so now a lot of people think Christ living in them. But they never gave him entry. Because just because you say a thing don't mean, how many times you didn't say something today that you didn't really mean? Oh yeah, your hair cute. But just because you say something don't mean nothing. Because now if, uh, 
So now, you know, a lot of people, they say the prayer of salvation, and that's cool. But what happens after that? Because now if I don't uh, allow, because it says, let's turn to John 15 real quick. Let's go to John 15, verse 3. Because uh, the Lord told me to release a sponge anointing tonight. And I was like, what? a sponge anointing? I don't know. What the, what is a sponge anointing? But he said, I want you to release a sponge anointing. Because the thing about a sponge is a sponge got to be saturated. It got to soak up something. And then once it soaks up something, it's full with it. And so now when it's full with it, it gives me the ability or the freedom to wring it out. And so now... Mm, and so now he wants you to be a sponge. He wants you to soak up his goodness, soak up his love, soak up his likeness. And so now when you soak him up, you give him the freedom to wring you out in this life. So now when there's somebody who needs to be wet, he can just wring you out. And so now, because when I'm in him, everything that's in me, uh, it got to come out. Like it has to. It's only because uh, whatever's in the sponge, once you ring that thing, it got to come out. And so now, let him come out of you. And so now you are clean through the word, which I have spoken unto you. So a lot of times people are trying to clean themselves up, but the word is the only thing that's going to clean you up. And so now, uh, so here we go. So, do you like living in a dirty house? Huh, Sinitra? You like you like you like you like you you like uh you like leaving the clothes on the floor and you know you like leaving the trash and you know your food all over the place. You don't like washing your bed for three, four, five months. So why in the hell do we think Jesus want to stay somewhere dirty? Oh, come on now. Say that again, Jesus. Oh, my God. If we don't like them living conditions, but we want to subject him to whatever it is that we want to be. We think, oh, Jesus, you know, Jesus understands. Jesus knows my heart. Yeah, he know how dirty it is. And he say, if you let me, I'll clean it up. But now I have to let, and so now that's why I got to eat the word. I remember when I first started uh, ministering, uh, when I was, whew, let me see, about 10 years ago. So I was, yeah, I was 21. Yeah, I think I was 21 when I ministered my first sermon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 10, 10, 10. Yeah, and so uh, I remember an apostle, he told me, you know, because, uh, you know, I was scared out of my mind. I was like, Lord, let this cup pass from me. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to drink out of this cup. Uh, but he said, you know, in studying the word, you got to, you know, you got you to gotta peel the word back like an orange. And so you got to keep, you know, peeling the word. So now when you peel the word, you know, once, once you get all the peeling off of there, it's time to eat. But you're not going to be uh, spiritually, mentally, or physically strong if you're not eating the right thing. So a lot of times we be trying to eat everything else. 
When you go home tonight, what you go eat? They go eat Netflix. They go, they go, they go eat Love and Hip Hop. They go eat a bunch of ratchetness. Why is my life so ratchet? Why are you eating so ratchet? Because you are what you eat. And so, hold on, let's go, come on, let's, let's go to John. Hold on, let's go, hold on, let's go back to Galatians 2.20 real quick in the passage translation. I speak to you now. Hey! My old identity has been crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. Why are you living a life in another kind of faith? So, Jesus, let me see if I could uh, make it plain to you. And so now, here, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. And so now, it's empowered by that faith. Where is that faith? That faith is in me. And so now, when I operate in that faith, that faith got to come from in me. So now, when I speak or I uh, pray or I believe or I confess or I confirm, I command, I'm commanding from a place of it's already done. Not of I hope it, I hope it be, but I know it be. Because he already is. He already did it. So why am I believing for something to be done? Like, I, I want to I fix your direction this morning. I mean, not this morning, this evening. I want to fix your, uh, I don't know where I'm at. I want to fix your direction. And so now I don't want you believing from a place where you want God to come out of nowhere and just, ah, on the scene for you. I want you to let him out of where he's supposed to be. Is he on high or is he inside? Because <laughs> we're talking about Jesus, and we're talking about him being in the same place at the same time. Because he's sitting right next to the Father on the inside of me. So I got Jesus and the Father on the inside of me. I got Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. I got the Trinity on the inside of me. Why do I not live like it? I, I, I want you to examine yourself. I want you to examine your faith. Because I cannot keep allowing uh, myself to be stolen from by being deceived, thinking that me doing good works means that Christ is in me. Or that I'm believing from the place where he is. I can't be, I can't, I can't. So, I got to know that even though he's seated, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, I have to know that the right hand of the Father, they sit at a table inside of me. Like, okay, it's God the Father, then Jesus at his right hand, and the Holy Spirit sitting on the other side. All of them sitting down 
eating at the table that's on the inside of me. And so now, what are they eating? What am I feeding them? Because you are not going to be able uh, to stand up and walk and live in Christ if you don't feed yourself Christ. If you don't know that Christ is in you and you don't eat the word, like you have to eat the word. Like you need to stop eating so many burgers and eat the word. Like I don't even care if you're eating spinach. Eat you some spinach, but once you eat that spinach, eat the word with it. You need to be eating the word more than you eating the spinach. Oh, turn, 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 turn me to Luke right quick. Lord, I ain't going to never get to John 15. Turn, give me Luke, uh, Luke, Luke 14. No, Luke 19. Luke 19, verse 22. All right, maybe it ain't Luke 19. Let me see. Luke 22, 19. Then he lifted up a loaf, and after praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread, saying, This loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it. To remember me. So the master himself, who's always rabbi, teaching and training, says, This thou you shall not eat by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so now Jesus is saying. This bread that I'm giving you is symbolic of my body. And so now, every time you eat the word, you remember me. So that's why you need to be taking communion every day of your life. Because it not need to be a day where you don't remember him. Because if I don't remember him, then I don't remember me. And so now, I can let things uh, come in the door uh, if I leave them open because I'm not eating what I need to be eating. Or I'm not eating who I need to be eating. Stop eating Jocelyn and start eating Jesus. Eat Jesus. Eat the word. The word is the only thing that's going to build me up and give me strength. And so now, Jesus said, I want you to do this to remember me. And so now, even when things come up in life that uh, don't necessarily look good or feel good, I want you to eat this word. Because in this word, because now, you know, say, uh, it's, not, it's not like a man looking in a natural mirror. Once he leave that mirror, he forget what man or man he is. But now when I'm looking in the word, when I'm eating that word, I can't forget. I'm always remember if I'm always eating. If you don't always eat, you ain't always going to remember. 
And so now, that's why we can uh, see that sometimes we don't, uh, there's, like, there's no way I could be weak in faith when I know Jesus, my faith is in the Son of God who's living on the inside of me. But if I'm not feeding and I'm not eating that, then I'm a Lord, Jesus, how am I going to get through this? Because I'm not eating what's on the inside of me. I'm not feeding him. I'm not feeding myself to where I know that Christ lives through me. And so now let's go back to John, John 15. So now every time you eat, you ought to be remembering that Christ lives in me. So tonight when you go home and you eat your pecans or your almonds or your salad or your mushrooms or your beans, tomatoes, whenever you eat that, you ought to be remembering Christ lives on the inside of me. So now there's certain things that you can't even relate to Christ. You cannot be eating pornography and then be saying Christ lives on the inside of me. You cannot be eating gossip and then say Christ lives on the inside of me. You cannot be eating adultery and then be saying Christ lives on the inside of me. You cannot be eating lies, 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 lies. And then saying Christ lives on the inside of me. Because you know, just right now, you know, we on, uh, we on a Daniel fast, right? And so now, even if you had like a rack of ribs in front of you, you in your right mind know that eating that ain't nothing healthy here. So that's why sometimes, you know, certain stuff, don't even say grace. <laughs> ain't, ain't no need to bless it. You can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't turn a rib into a Brussels sprout. It just is what it is. And so now, in, in good, like, if I know, especially if I know if I'm dealing with something in my health, like, I know that I can't just eat this in good conscience knowing that, and so now I can't be like, you know, Lord, heal me. Lord, I'm, I'm walking in health and just steady eating the wrong thing. And so there's certain things that you know that you can't do and then be like, Christ lives in me. Because, but because Christ lives in me, I don't want to do certain things. Because it's not me living, but it's Christ living through me. So now I stop trying to live in my strength because I can't do it on my own. I've tried that way, and it don't work. I fail time and time and time and time again. It be hard, and I get discouraged. I lose faith because I got faith in me and not faith in the one that's in me. Because when I, when, I, when, I, when I put it on my shoulders and I, and I, and, and I feel, I'm like, dang, man, it's hard. It's discouraging. You, 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 uh, and so you get in a place, and they say depression is like a feeling of nothingness. Like, you're not really high, you're not really low, it's just like, it's like nothing. You get there because you tried to do something, and you failed at doing it, but it wasn't that your faith wasn't working. It's just that you wasn't working your faith from the right perspective. You put faith in your ability to not do that thing. I'd have been there. I said, Lord, I'm not going to do this uh, for three months. And then two months came by, and I did it. I was like, Lord, dang. Then I condemned myself. 
He don't condemn me, but I condemn me. Not because the faith that he gave me don't work, but because I had faith in the wrong place. I didn't look at the inside. Like, I have to always stay in here. Like, no matter what's going on outside, I got to stay inside. And come on, let's turn to John 15 so we can close. John 15. Uh, give me verse 3. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. Give it to me in the uh, Passion. Oh, uh, is that the Passion? Give it to me in the King James. Yeah, give it to me in the King James. I want this one in the King James. I want that King James version. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Next verse. Abide in me, and I in you. Tell somebody, abide. abide. Abide means to stay, to remain. Don't move. So now, if you are the house where God lives, where Jesus lives, where the Holy Spirit lives, don't move. Don't sell your house. Don't give it away. Don't sell it away. Don't go nowhere else. Stay in your house. That's what it's, it's it abiding me. And I, so now if he and you, then uh, not only do you not need to move because he and you, but you already know he ain't going to move. Because Jesus Christ saying today, yesterday, forever. I'm I ain't going nowhere. So although you might not be in me, I'm always in you. But now you need to make sure that you stay in me as I am in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except ye abide in me. If you're trying to go about it another way, using something else, using somebody else's strategy, using something that worked for somebody else, using uh, somebody else's testimony, you don't know where they was believing from. They was believing in me. So now you can't go and try to do the same thing they're doing if you're not believing in me. But now if you're believing in me, it don't matter what it is. You go bear fruit when you abide in me. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Here we go. I am the vine. You the branches. He that abideth in me and I am. So now he letting you know, I'm in you, I'm in you, I'm in you. But for me to be in you, you got to be in me. Don't be nowhere else. Stop going staying at everybody else's house. Stop, stop going. I know, you know, uh, you know, when I was younger, it wasn't no going to sleep at nobody else's house. I don't care how good they is. I don't care how good their parents is. I don't even care if they white. I don't care who they is. You're not going to stay by nobody's house. You know, I went to a Christian, you know, private school, whatever. And I was like, you know, Brandon say, you know, I can come over to his house. I don't care what Brandon say. You're not going by Brandon's house. I don't know Brandon. I don't know Brandon's mom. I don't know Brandon. I don't know none of the people. If you go, I'm coming with you. Don't worry about it. I don't want to come. But that's how God is. If you go on, I'm coming with you. So now, whoo, now if he in me, Once I understand that he in me, he with me, he for me, there's certain places I don't even want to go no more. Because 
I know <laughs> that, that, that he with me. Whoa, my God. There were certain places, Lord knows, if 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 if, if Dr. Phil, first lady, would have been saying, okay, we going with you, you know what? I don't even want to go no more. I don't even want to go no more. I don't even want to go no more. That's all right. I don't even want to go no more. Because obviously there was something that was trying to be done without the approval. Let every hand in it, that's yeah. not up. Let them, let them repent. <laughs> We're going to cast that lying demon out of you. We all, Lord Jesus, we all. And so that's why I be trying to understand, too, why people think that doing something in the dark uh, mean that, you know, it's going to go, you know, unscathed. Like, I be like, hey, like, like, you, like you know he see you, right? Like, I don't care how many cars you change, how many dark alleys you go down, how many covers you go under, I don't care how many hoods you put over your head, he still see you. I don't care if you walk up in there with, the, with your hat all the way down to where nobody can't see your face. He still see you. So that's why it shouldn't be a point of, you know, uh, well, dang, man, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just like, yo, once I understand who's in me, and who's living through me. There's, there's, there's things that I'm not going to want to go through no more. I'm not going to want to do no more. Because there's a higher and a more powerful life that lives on the inside of me. And so let's keep reading. Be seated, be seated. Let me keep reading so we can close. Uh, he that abideth in me and I in him, that same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, You can't do nothing. So why are you struggling? Why is life so hard? Why does it seem like you can't get over? Are you abiding in him? Are you feeding yourself the word? Or do you only eat the word for the daily reading? And then once you do that, you done hung the moon and the stars. I got my three chapters today. What you got out of it? What did it put in you? What did it reveal to you about you? What are you changing? Show me where you grew at. Because if not, what are we doing? It's just vain repetitions. Every day we're getting up reading. It's in vain. Because, like, that word uh, has to be so nourishing to me. And not only just the written word, I need the rhema word. Because the written is cool, but the written ain't nothing without the rhema. You know, because, you know, growing up in school, we couldn't stand a textbook. I don't care how pretty the outside is. I don't care if it's hardback or softback. I don't like you. Because, you know, it just ain't nothing in there. What is, what is this got to do with me? You know, people was talking about, you know, everybody who didn't understand how impeachment worked. 
That's because they believe that that ain't had nothing to do with them. They said they, they impeded Trump. They impeached Trump. Yeah, he out of there. Hold on, why are you still in there? Because it's a process. But I got to know that in the book uh, is the path to me, but I need life in the book. And so now, if I just use this as, you know, just a coast on my coffee table or just, you know, something I bring to church with me, but I don't let this be my daily bread. Uh, if I don't let this, because uh, now it's not just this, but it's God speaking, the Holy Spirit speaking to me through this and through uh, me spending time with him. How much time do you spend with him? Or do you pray your 15 minutes in the morning and, you know, praise God. I went the whole 15 minutes without thinking about nothing else. Try another 15. Then another 15. Why you can't pray 15 minutes every hour? Or five minutes every hour? Why you can't, why you can't, why can't you uh, spend more time? Uh, so now we got to look at our diet. What are we uh, putting in us more? So now I want you to do like a, I want you to do a diet management. Like tomorrow, I want you to go hour by hour and see what did you consume. Mm -mm, don't change tomorrow. Don't change tomorrow. Don't, no, uh, don't try to change tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read my Bible every, every, every. Uh, don't try to change. No, do, do, do your, do your, do your regular. Do what you, do what you normally do. Don't try, don't try to put on for the teacher. Because the teacher already eating you and know what you're doing. But not, not tomorrow. Go ahead and, and examine yourself tomorrow. When you wake up in the morning, start hour by hour, start seeing what you consume. And so if an hour goes by where there's no consumption, then you know you need to know we need to fix that hour. I can't be just going by and letting hours slip by without consuming something. And not just consuming something, but consuming him. But now, if I spend three hours consuming something that doesn't produce any fruit in my life, I got to see, I probably need to spend less time with this. And so now I can gauge and I can manage what I'm putting in, what I'm eating. Because, you know, how many, how many meals you ate today? Lord Jesus, how many times you read your Bible today? That's just because y'all, if y'all wasn't on a Daniel fast, y'all would have ate about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times a day. <laughs> but every time I eat, I got to always remember that Christ is in me. Because the same way you're not going to miss a meal, some people ain't even started the Daniel fast yet. Don't look, look, look straight, look straight. Don't look at nobody, look straight. <laughs> just, just do a light laugh like everybody else. <laughs> Because Lord knows. I'm trying, Pastor. I'm trying. You're not trying. You're not trying. You're not trying strong enough. But maybe you're trying through your strength. Maybe you need to let the strength of the one that's in you empower you to do it. I want us to change our lives. I want us to stop being uh, so mighty and let the almighty one live through us. Because then we can be whole. Because right now, I hate to tell you this, 
but you're not whole. You're not. Because uh, there's results with wholeness. There just is. And so you don't like the results? You know, all right. Let's, 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 let's just, yeah, let's go right there. You know, a lot of times when people don't like the way that they uh, body look, the way that, you know, things, are, the clothes are fitting them, they go and they start changing what they're eating and what they're doing. But now if you don't like what you see, change your diet. Change your workout plan. Maybe you're not maybe you're not working out your faith muscles enough. Change it up. Maybe 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 you got faith, but you're not really believing for nothing. You're not really working it out. You're not really working out your own salvation. I want you to examine yourself. I don't want us to be up in here, you know, just coming up in here sucking up the air, you know, thinking that we're doing something and ain't doing nothing. Because we we know we build people up at time to shake the world. I won't shake the world. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, only, only, let's, 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 let's talk about who shook the world. Jesus shook the world. Because when he commended his spirit, what happened? An earthquake. So now the only way that I'm going to shake the world is I got to let him be in me. And I got to be in him. And it got to be all four of us on the inside together. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, and me, all in there. And so I'm living from the inside. Say I'm living from the inside. And so now, tomorrow, go ahead and just check it. I want you to check it. I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to be honest with God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ himself. And I want you to go hour by hour and manage your consumption. See what it is that you're allowing to not only uh, for you to be consuming, but what you're allowing to consume you. What things you're allowing to take you in or to take you over or to take up your time or to take you away from him. Because I can't let nothing take me from him. The minute I let something take me from him is the minute that I lose myself. Now that you know the vibe, take out time to subscribe to our YouTube channel at World Shakers TV. Thank you for tuning in.